Here we go. Hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylette. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. And we have a good one for you guys this week. So thank you for joining us. Uh, so, I, uh, how are you? I, 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 why, why does it feel like we haven't done this in a long time? We just we did this last we week. did one a week ago. <laughs> I have already forgotten what to do. Uh, I guess, I think it's because we're trying, we're doing our, like, our updates and it's only been a week so it has only been a week so there's like not a lot for us i mean for you guys it's been too but um not a lot of different things to say so it's it's the same i'm struggling to get back on a regimen but i'm enjoying my life (laughs) it's so hard it is i did pretty good this week I, i cooked dinner every night instead of oh, like ordering in or doing like even tonight usually on recording nights we kind of bring food in or do something easy because it's hard to make dinner and get to recording yeah but i made sausage and eggs and and salad and that's what we did for dinner and it was fine and i was like okay so i cooked dinner every night that that felt like a win nice so i just need to keep doing that good but yeah yeah i mean we not much it's the end of summer and it's hot it's the end of summer and it's hot and i just got back from vacation so it's hard to get back into a routine i've actually stopped recording in my journal since i left i recorded in my last day before i went on vacation and i haven't been back on so that's been a little tough and i think that's one of my biggest issues is i need my journal to keep going because i have to track it like i love i love tracking it so i have to get back into that and i'm sort of on a I get a two week break from school, so I'm just like enjoying it and I don't really care right now. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, I think so too. And, and this was expected and I haven't like gained all the weight back that I've, that I've lost. You know, I can still f- fit the clothes that I was able to wear before I went on vacation, but I got to get back on it and get back on my routine and, and figure it out. I've decided that I really don't, as much as I want to try it again, I don't think that I could do carnivore again. It's, yeah. uh, that was a good experience. It was a really, really good kickoff mm-hmm. to this, you know, new lifestyle change. And I would recommend it for a short period of time for people who want to get a really quick kickoff, but not, not on the long run, not on the long term. So yeah. I just have to be more conscientious of what I do from now on again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but I mean, that's everything though. Is that's true. Really just not mindless eating or, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where the trouble is and just being like, intentional with our behavior yeah all right well quickie okay so if you could call up a demon summon them into your house and ask them to do a chore for you what (laughs) chore would you have the demon perform a chore like a house chore anything what what task or thing in your life would you ask a demon to help you with it could be a chore You know, or it could just be like, what house or, you know, what, what task do you need doing that you think a demon would be helpful for? Oh, man. Honestly, I would ask the demon to help me finish school. I'd make him write write all my papers. Why not? (laughs) And do it correctly. Sure. You got to pass. Yeah. Appropriate APA and none of that fucking... Uh, uh, not polygamy. What is it called? I don't know. Plagiarism. Plagiarism. <laughs> I was a thinking very polygamy. different polygamy. <laughs> it started with P. <laughs> it 
does. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> they have. They do both start with P. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I would have them do. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, uh, mine would be my gardener and fix my yard because I am <gasps> yes. fucking tired and I cannot do it any longer. And I have a grasshopper infestation that is destroying every plant I've ever known. Yeah. And and it's just tiresome and it's hot. And I don't like doing yard work. Like when I very, very first bought, I bought a condo for not just because, you know, condos are cheaper and easier to get into when it's your first house purchase, but because you don't have to do fucking yard work. And I have always hated yard work. Ever. Like I never did it as a child. If mom mm-hmm. made me weed, it was like seriously pulling teeth to get me outside to weed because I just didn't understand why we spent so much time manicuring the outside space of our house. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, let it just be wild. Give it, Why? just give Why it back not? to the land. Yeah. <laughs> and I still do believe that. But <laughs> as a homeowner, you're like, ah, oh, I can't be the one on the house, on the block that looks like shit. Yeah. Now, luckily my neighbor's yard is just dirt. So I still win. <laughs> but <laughs> true. Barely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would have, I would ask the demon to take care of my yard for me. That would be so awesome. I'd be like, hi, demon. <laughs> I think Dan would do the same thing. I think he would ask for them to... I mean, the weeds in my backyard are taller than him now. Yeah. Before yeah, they were taller than me. Now they're taller than him. Take care of it. Get rid of weeds. Make the mm-hmm. grass grow. Some pretty flowers up front. Pretty flowers. Oh, maybe you know? a little garden. Sure. Cool. Where are they? Come on. We need a <laughs> warlock to give us a demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. That one was fun. Yeah. And relevant to the book. <laughs> yeah. So this week, we read Faking It with a Demon by Rhiannon Hartley. And was there extra parts to that? It was. There's a series. It's the Down Under Hell series or something? Thank you. Yeah, I, it's wait, something I, like that, that. It might not be that. Don't thank me yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't thank me yet. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's definitely part of a series. It is because I think in the last, ep- the end of the last episode, I said it was an Australian feel-good paranormal romance, which it is, but that's not what the series is called. No, the series is Raising Hell Down Under. That's what it is. Okay, and this is book one, and there's two and three, and there's that. Awesome. <laughs> two and three. <laughs> two and three. <laughs> But it's, uh, yeah, Faking It with the Demon, Your Friendly Neighborhood Vampire, and Shifter Business are the three books in this series. They sound so awesome. Okay. Well, yes. This one was super good. I loved this one so much. So do you want to click notes us? Yes, I will. I will do that. So we meet Ryan. And obviously this book takes place in Australia. Now, that is the one downside to not getting an audio for this, because how fucking fun would it have been to have all of these characters and getting to listen to them. But anyway, we had to read this. That's cool. (laughs) Um, So we meet Ryan. He is a software developer, freelance, owns his own company kind of dude. Or I guess he sold part of his company. No, he didn't. Whatever. Anyway. He sold his share. But yeah, he, sh- he anyway, showed one a- product of his. Oh, say so, yeah. Read it if you want to know the nuance. It's a lot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, 
And, you know, he, he goes to meet a friend, an old high school friend of his, who apparently is now a consulting warlock. And, you know, he doesn't really take him very seriously. He's just an old friend. He's like, okay, my friend's kind of lost it. That's kind of fine. That's Wade. Ryan's friend, Wade. But they're talking, and, and Ryan's recently gone through a breakup. His fiance Marina, has left him for his former best friend and business partner, who is the one who wanted to sell the business to a, I don't know, let's say Facebook. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Some giant tech company that Ryan had qualms about because he thought that they were going to use his software to do like tracing and, 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 and spying and like and yeah. data collection and, and, and really like not great things. So he didn't want to do it. His <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> it's not. That's actually, it was really funny because in the book, they don't use any of the real words. No. Real, real tech company. So it's like face look. Yeah. And, and, and postagram, right? Yeah. Or, or picture, something like that. And then Google had a different name. And Doodle I or something. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> they did, like so they like you could tell what they were talking about. Yeah. Or like rider instead of lift. And- yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but That's um, brilliant. So anyway, his partner sells the co- he he disagrees. They get into a fight. They go their separate ways. His partner supposedly reconfigures the software and sells to um, this conglomerate or this company. Gets super rich and. Marina decides she'd rather be with him than with Ryan. So she leaves him for Ryan. Or leaves Ryan for him. Alex was his name? Alec? Alex. Yeah, Alex. And so Ryan's a bit down about it. But he's he's like, I, I get it. She would never have stayed with me anyway. You know, it wouldn't have worked in the long run. He's all like kind of a bummer. <laughs> he's a little yeah. down on himself about it. But Wade's like, that's bullshit, dude. You're you're a great guy. And he's like, well, I just wish I had a fake girlfriend so that my mom and, and my friends would get off my back about it. Because, you know, he's like, they're all worried and they keep telling me I need to move on and that I need to date. And I just don't want to. And I'd rather just have a fake relationship so they'd stop bothering me about it. And, and they could also not feel bad. You know, they'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Wade, of course, as a consulting warlock, goes, well, I can I can get you a demon girlfriend, <laughs> a fake demon girlfriend. And Ryan's like, whatever, dude. And then the next day, a demon shows up <laughs> in Ryan's house. And naked he's like, in his bathroom. What the hell? And so, yes, this, this naked lady appears from a portal, and her name is Zoe, and she is a demon. And she made a deal with Wade to... Pretend to be Ryan's girlfriend for 50 days in exchange for getting her soul back. She would become human again. Because she really didn't have much of a life as a human. She, you know, lived 1,100 years ago in Sweden. So she just, you know, small town goats and and, and sheep and oxen yeah. or something. And, you know, she had a husband. She got, she got married off young by her father, traded for sheep or goats. Yeah. And her husband cheated. And so she... Spent, you know, the rest of her short life making his life miserable because she was mad at him and thus ended up in hell because being nasty and and vindictive gets you sent to hell. (laughs) So where she eventually became a demon because uh, apparently souls go to hell to get tortured for the same amount of pain that they inflicted on while they were on earth, while they were Mm -hmm. alive. And then once they have served their sentence, they have a choice to move on or become a demon and do the torturing. So she became a demon because she wasn't ready to move on. And she always kind of had an idea. She thought she'd get to go, but she just like wanted to go back to being human. So she's going to get that chance as long as she pretends to be Ryan's girlfriend for 50 days. 
well, he's a little bit like, what? No, that's a crazy town. I don't want that. They get weighed over. He finds out that if she does it, she's going to get to be a human. So Brian's a really good guy, we find out. And it turns out he's like, well, I'll do it for that. I mean, I don't really care about me, but if, if it'll help you, then I'll let you do this so you get to be human. So naturally, as all good faking relationship stories go, they actually fall in love. <laughs> They're actually oh, perfect for each other. Yep. They're exactly what the other one needs, even though, like, the whole time they're pretending not to be. Like, she's like, I don't want to even get into a relationship once I become human. I want to be free and travel the world and see everything, and I don't want to be tied down. And he's like, I'm just not good enough for anybody. <laughs> He's a real, he's a little emotional about yeah. things. <laughs> a little bit. Um, she helps him through a lot by telling him that he is good and he's a great guy and and he should, you know, respect and, and honor himself. And he, she helps him with his business because he's getting taken advantage by one of his clients. And she goes, no, stand up for yourself. You're worth more than that. Mm-hmm. She meets his family. They all love her. They didn't like Marina. So obviously she's one up on that, you know. He helps her learn how to be human because obviously you know it's been 1100 it's been 1100 years and she was in sweden at the time yeah so it's a little different nowadays so he's teaching her a lot of like human <laughs> traits and like what humanity's up to now and how to fit mm-hmm. in and you know taking her out and she gets to meet the people at the dog park and go to restaurants with him and like learns all this stuff about humanity and she gets a job he like encourages her and and she ends up being being a translator because as a demon she learned to speak all of the languages of Earth. every language <laughs> in the world which is fucking so amazing. so she's like translating from home and she's learning all this and so they go along they fall in love the 50 days are up she becomes human they keep their relationship going even now that she's human and then of course the thing happens that she was afraid of because she doesn't believe as a former demon she can love mm-hmm. so she's like this will be fine as long as he never falls in love with me which was ludicrous thought process <laughs> but she believed it then of course he goes hey i love you and she goes oh no now i have to leave i can't love you in return and you deserve to be loved it's you're such fair. a good guy and i can't love you because i tortured souls for 1100 years so obviously i'm not capable of love and so i'm leaving and he's like um that's destroying me what the fuck do you mean <laughs> so she leaves he's all heartbroken and sad everyone in his life is like no she loved you she'll come back just yeah and he's like no she never loved me i'm not worthy of love and he everyone finally he goes wait maybe i am he kind of starts working on himself and gets to a good place and and she's miserable and she's like why the fuck am i so miserable my body aches my heart aches my head aches she's like why something's broken and wade's like uh it's because you're in love with him and she's like no no i can't love and he's like no uh you're heartbroken this is what heartbreak feels like and it only happens when you're in love when you're in love (laughs) (laughs) and you self-sacrifice for him she would have been happy she could have easily if she was evil she could have said oh that's so nice i'm glad you love me i love you too and then stayed with him not loving him Mm -hmm. because she left him so he could have better even though she was what he wanted 
that proved to her that she did love him. She sacrificed yeah. her own happiness for him. And therefore, she does love him. So she goes back to him and goes, hey, I do love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, happy ever after they, you know, like a year later, they get engaged and they're all happy and lovey and they have two dogs. Yeah. So, so that's that. It was so good. And this is actually very timely, I think. So in our timeline, Kalina and I <laughs> were just guests. On, um, ooh, what are they called? The it's, Romance Chicks Party Palooza. It, they're it's, a face, a, it's a Facebook group for romance. private Facebook group. Re, well, it's a bunch of romance authors Facebook group. And then, of course, readers join to talk to them. Yeah. And they do a monthly live video chat where two authors plus a either a reader or a podcast like us or a reviewer or a bookstagram or you know some somebody in the reading sort. in the romance world romance book world guests and they discuss a trope it's called what the trope yes. so we we joined them for a discussion of faded mates that was um, the end of July. But if you guys want to become members of the group, you can join. Yeah, just look for Romance Chicks on Facebook, and then you can watch the old videos so you can see us talking. <laughs> yeah, so by the time this comes out, that would be a couple months ago. But we did the show, and it was really great, and we were talking about Faded Mates, and we just learned a term about a certain character in a book called a cinnamon roll, which is yes. exactly what Ryan is. So... A cinnamon roll is, is it for just male characters? Yes. So it's for, it's okay. cin- so most, in a lot of romance, most of the men are considered alphas. They're very strong, very dominant. They don't really show their emotions or express them. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of the genre. It's really prevalent in the paranormal genre that we read because a lot of them are paranormal creatures. So they're like a billion years old and they're billionaires. Yeah. And they just have learned to not have emotions by the time we meet them, right? <laughs> they don't have and those And we've things. come across plenty of them. So apparently there's a new, t- uh, or new uh, type. Ty- ty- well, I don't know if it's a new type. Or at least it's a new this a new term for when the male and the, the, the hero of the story, man. the main the, hero. the main human or the not human, but the main man, the main hero of the story, is a little bit more emotional and a little bit softer. They call them cinnamon rolls because they're ooey gooey inside. Yes. They are. And we had never heard of that. And they those no. ladies, you know, Aidy and, and Carrie taught us that on this live stream that we did with them last week. And then we read this book and we're like, well, this is a cinnamon roll. It's, he is totally <laughs> a cinnamon roll. He put everybody before himself every single time. And he had a hard time accepting really all of everybody that loved him when they told him that he deserved so much better or he is so much better than he thinks he is and he has need he needs a little bit more self-confidence in himself and he, he got that a lot from Zoe and she was very Zoe was I'm going to do a cartoon reference here Zoe was like Starfire from Teen Titans Go and I don't <laughs> I know you don't know who she is but she's an alien and she speaks straight up the truth about everything. And so Zoe is learning about the modern world from 1100 years ago is completely different. So, she, and she speaks in very, how would you explain the way she speaks? Because it's formal. It's she speaks form- in a very formal, very, very clipped, formal, you know, language. <laughs> it sounds funny. It sounds super funny because it's not the normal way that people talk. And especially so- not Aussies. Like that's a very casual language place. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so like, instead of sex, she says fornication all the time and it's my favorite thing. <laughs> yes, she's always like, I'm sad you do not like the casual fornication. Yes. 
greatest. The dialogues that they have in this with her in it are so great because she's, I love the way that she speaks and expresses herself. Mm -hmm. But she does tell him that a lot. It's one of the first things she says, and mostly because her preconception was any dude that's summoned a demon to pretend to be his girlfriend for 50 days is going to be a real creepy jerk, right? Yeah. Well, luckily, he didn't really do it. Wade did it for him because he said, he's like, my friend is such a good guy. He, Ryan helped Wade in school. He stood up for him a lot because he was bullied. And, and mm-hmm. Ryan was a very tall, very large, even as a teenager. And so he was intimidating then. Anytime Wade was getting picked on, Ryan would step in and stop it. So Wade really, you know, loves and respects Ryan. He, he's mm-hmm. helped him out his whole life. And so he's like, I want to do something for you, dude. And Ryan's like, yeah, whatever. And he just mentions he'd like to have a fake girlfriend. So Wade, like, makes it happen, but doesn't really tell Ryan. (laughs) No, I mean, it's just, like, part of a conversation. They were catching up. They were just, you know, it's just, they were just talking about it. And he he was like, yeah, I'm a warlock. And Ryan's like, okay. Sure, yeah. (laughs) You are a warlock. You are a warlock. Good job. Like, what would you think if one of your friends came up and told you that they were a warlock? You know, I would have thought you were some part of, like live action role play right <laughs> larping yeah. yeah which i would do by the way but <laughs> but yeah so we meet our our very first cinnamon cinnamon roll, roll. so that was neat because yeah, yeah he's very empathetic and like mm-hmm. he does he tries to put everyone else first he takes care of them and their needs ahead of his own and it's hard for zoe to watch that and go no you have to respect yourself too especially in his business dealings where he kept getting taken advantage of by this client mm-hmm. who would constantly call up and go oh well you're gonna give me five users right that was part of the agreement and ryan knows full well the agreement only said three yeah but he's like well no i think it was a three and the guy's like no i, I would have never pick three i always would have picked five and so ryan instead of arguing goes oh yeah sure i can see what i can do and he gets five done well no that's more work mm-hmm. this guy should pay you for more work and so mm-hmm. she finally kind of nudges him she doesn't interfere with his business she promised not to <laughs> she just puts the contract in front of him before his next call with this guy. Yep. And so the guy wants some other thing done that was not part of not the only agreement. not part of the contract, but specifically excluded by the contract because mm-hmm. it was going to cost an additional 40%. And mm-hmm. so it's in there that they did not want this. I don't know, some computer term. <laughs> and <laughs> and so he's the guy's like, no, I would never have said I didn't want that. That's a, of course I want it. What's the point of any of this if the software doesn't do this thing? And, and Ryan goes, you know, I have the contract right in front of me and it's specifically excludes that and in order for me to do it you're gonna have to pay the 40 percent extra that it will cost to add that now and he got it the guy agreed and he stopped walking all over him after that he stopped calling every other week to say oh you're doing all this extra work right it's part of the contract right because once somebody knows that you don't have a boundary yes they're gonna steamroll you every fucking time they will know that they could take advantage of you they will know all your weak spots and they will absolutely take that for granted it's you know it's it's important in every interaction but yeah if you're not just in, like, business not yeah. just business but but in business it's just like and it can be hard especially like he's an entrepreneur and he already is like oh the contract's so huge he's paying me so much money i mean 
that'd just be so greedy of me to take more. That's not greed. That's no. you valuing the time and the work that goes into the products and the job you're doing. Yeah, that's your worth. And that's your value. you have to, if you don't, no one's going to value you. Like they don't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So I love that lesson and that he took that and, and she helped him with that. And then he, you know, he felt better. about it. Like he immediately was like, thank you. I needed that push. Yeah. And it didn't turn him around. Like he was still a very nice, very decent guy. And he was very graceful and in how he ran his business and how he interacted with people. But now he's got that extra self-confidence in him that he knows his worth or he he could at least fight for his worth or, or show it or whatever. And so... So we really brought that out in them a lot. I really adored this couple. <laughs> oh my God, they're the best. Well, I have had this book on our list for a while. And I don't even know. I think I just saw it on like Facebook or something or maybe in, in Instagram or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because I immediately was drawn to it because of the title, Faking It with the Demon. Because I was like, is this a fake girlfriend story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a fake romance story? Because... I love these, these <laughs> movies, and I've read a couple contemporary romances, like, oh, Jasmine Guillory, who we did the wedding party, uh, party. The, the first book in her, in that series of hers mm -hmm. is uh, The Wedding Date, and it's a fake wedding date. Oh, it is? Yes. Nice. Okay. Yes. Two people meet in an elevator. He's going to a wedding, doesn't want to go alone. He's like, hey, why don't you be my date? And she's like, sure. And then, <laughs> of course, they end up, they you know, by, by the book we read, they're getting married. It's their wedding that the yes. next couple is going to. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. But um, I love these. I love these stories. I don't know why they're so silly and so ridiculous. There's a Christmas movie one. There's that one with Deborah Messing, that movie, The Wedding Date. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're just, they're so oh, good. The Proposal. The That's proposal. a good one. That I love that really one. Good. Yeah. That one takes it a little further because it's going to be a full-on fake wedding, <laughs> like a fake marriage. That's true. <laughs> it's a little, but it's still the whole concept is we got to do something fake <laughs> and and then it turns real. I just yep. love them. It's one of my favorite tropes. It's one of my favorite like st plot lines. And I don't know why, because it's the most ridiculous. Like, how would that work in reality? I think that's why. I think that is exactly why. Because it is ridiculous. It It, it is not practical to think that that's how it would work in real life you know but it's like it's almost like serendipity it's meant to be yeah these couples got to find each other in some sort of way come to some weird agreement to be each other's fake something and then they fall in love it's perfect and this one is so well i think what it shows is because it's it's kind of along the lines of the friends to lovers stories mm -hmm. because it shows that if you take the pressure well that got away from me. Um, if you take the pressure of actually being in a relationship away yeah. and spend time in a quote-unquote fake relationship, you'll get to know each other without any of that pressure. You'll find out each other's likes, dislikes, you know, quirks. What do you, you know, do they have annoying habits that you can't stand? It, yeah. And then eventually, like, not in every situation, but that can actually be a really good foundation for an actual relationship. But yeah. sometimes trying to start from scratch with a relationship, like, you don't know each other at all and you just jump in and say, we're going to be boyfriend-girlfriend, mm -hmm. that's too much pressure to make that work. Yes. Like, this whole fake concept gives you that 
ah, we're just pretending. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of the pretending time, you're like, God damn it, this person's perfect I for really me. Like <laughs> yeah, and and with uh, with Zoe and Ryan, she couldn't be any further than what seven hundred feet, seven hundred fifty feet, or something away from um, him. I think only fifty five. It's like seventeen meters, right? Oh, they use the word meters. I don't know meters. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I think she translated it at the very beginning. She's like, 17 meters or 55 feet if you do Imperial. I don't oh, know okay. if that's yeah, the I right think that's what she... conversion, but let's say it is. So she did have to stay really close. So she yeah. lived with him for the whole 50 days because she had to go wherever he went. That was part of the agreement. But I think you're right. I think that there is something... I don't want to say that it's special, but it's definitely helpful when you are either friends with your lover at first, or you take the time to get to know them in some sort of way, whether it is a, a fake boyfriend <laughs> or, or, or just friends in the beginning, because mm-hmm. that's the best way to get to know somebody is I to agree. just to be with them naturally without the pressure of, do I want to fall in love with this person? Do I want to sleep with this person? Do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? You know, like, like I, you and Emily are my best friends, but Dan is my best friend too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's my husband, but I share more than just an intimate relationship with him and children and family. We share a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is super important, a relationship. And we were friends even before. We weren't close friends, but we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And we did jump in really quickly, but we had talked and everything before that and hung out a little bit. And I think that's super important. It's a good thing. Absolutely. I think it's kind of the best foundation, really. Because mm-hmm. it's just solid friendship, you know? Yep. So that's, you know, it's so cute. The story's so good. It's so cute. And so Zoe does sort of put a does she tell him straight up that you can't fall in love with me or that we can't fall in love or something because no she never says it she never says it but i think that was kind of expected where or she just didn't think it was going to happen i don't think either one of them thought it was going to happen but of course they're both very likable people they're going to fall in love with each other and the feelings that they grow for each other are completely real and he does eventually get to take her to his cousin's wedding which is where the fake girlfriend part comes in well that and so he can convince his mother to leave him alone about having a girlfriend which by the way oh yeah yeah yeah. let's talk about that real quick yeah let's do that one we always seem to have a problem with meddling mothers or mothers of some sort sometimes mothers are portrayed very very badly in some of these books very badly (laughs) and uh, uh, my mom never ever meddled in any of my relationships she didn't like it when i strung condoms across my room because i used them as decorations once But that was about it. That was like the most I've ever got from her. But she never had a, a talk to me about boyfriends or fiancés or husbands or even even now, you know, with, with Dan and I. She never interfered with any of that and tried to. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm a quote unquote girl. You know what I mean? But I don't. I also don't believe she was ever like that with my brother. Well, and your brother's not in a relation. Well, no. I guess I don't know, but yeah. he's not. He is single. He has a daughter, but he is single. Yeah. So if she was, she'd be constantly calling him up, telling him to yes. get a girlfriend. And when's he going to get a girlfriend? And I don't think she does that. I mean, I she don't know her that well, but no, you're absolutely right. She doesn't. And like, I don't know. Where does the ob- where does that line end? <laughs> Where I you could tell your mother to back off. I mean, he's a nice guy, so he's not going to. Be but able to, I think. Yeah. You should. I mean, even as a nice, I think. I think that's something that's kind of becoming more acceptable and more standard. Because for a long time, it was just assumed that your family would pressure you into like, when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? Especially women get that. 
But I think even men, like there's oh, like older generations always want to know when the new generation's going to do the all the things. Yeah. Spoke, like the the stereotypical milestones that make up a life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think millennials have kind of broken the molds a bit because yeah. we're doing everything later. You know, they're not getting married until their 30s, buying house in their late 30s and having kids. Like, it's a lot later than the generations before us. Yes. And and there's just more articles and more, like, social awareness about my life isn't yours to discuss. Right. Like, so even if the family is like, well, when are we going to see little ones? Fuck you. It's not up for debate. Whether no, I want business. them or don't want them. Like, because you and now there's so much more awareness that there's all kinds of things that can go into fertility. Like, yep. you know, people create could be struggling you don't know what's going on behind the scenes you don't know if they're trying if they don't want kids and so it's just rude to ask and we're making it more of a taboo whereas before it was just oh yeah you can always ask somebody when they're gonna have kids why don't you have kids what are you gonna do like and you just had to grin and bear it now people don't grin and bear it no and i think the same thing goes for like relationships i think you know it's it's a it's an old stereotype i'm sure there's still families that are very much like this more traditional families or more you know like certain culturals maybe have a little bit more Mm. like this where they're like they want to know and they want to and the older generations kind of talk about it but my family doesn't say shit to me about it i mean they never did and i was i'm a very private about all my relationships and it can go on for maybe (laughs) i think this last one i don't think anyone in the family knew about it for two or three years in (laughs) (laughs) i just don't I don't. Well, you're a very private person. They don't need to know everything. Yeah. That's not for them. It's mine. Right. You know? It's yours to tell. But they Absolutely. don't. Even when I'm in my single in-between times, and mm-hmm. there's no, oh, you've got to, you've got Because cause at the end of the day, that isn't what makes a person happy or whole. Like, it's not the end all be all of a life. And so I, I think it's just, it's an easy character to trot out. The mother who's all up in her kid's business. Yeah. And it gets trotted out a lot. Yeah. Um, it's very typical. She and did easy to seem write. like a nice lady. Yeah, she did. She was but it was like every conversation within seconds she she was asking about him and his relationship status, and that's not cool. I kind of wish she had wasn't so up about that. But then the thing I really wanted to talk about was what the hell is up with his dad? Oh yeah, <laughs> why did he seem like such a stick in the asshole? <laughs> He was his, such a his dick. His own kid is like really well off and has done a really successful, and he's like only 30 or something, and is really successful with his, uh, comp- his, you know, his software career. Software chip, and yeah. the dad's like, you should just go back and become a mechanic. <laughs> Those go computers, go get a real job. Computers aren't going to be around forever. And I'm like, buddy. Uh... And this book, co- this book came out in like 2020. So it's not like this was written in like 2000 when maybe computers weren't going to be around. Right? Exactly. We don't know. why 2K would have happened. We all right? would have So I just like, I was like, why is this guy such an asshole? I guess we just needed, we just needed, his, I guess, a Rihanna who, who wrote, who was the author, just really wanted his parents to be really awkward. And she was very successful in that. Well, and even outside of like him being rude to his son at dinner in front of his son's new girlfriend, he wouldn't even come out of his office once the like once all the guests for the dinner came over. Like his own daughter's mm-hmm. son and son's girlfriend guess, show up yeah. for dinner, and he stays in his office, doesn't come out and says hello until dinner's He's just on the watching table. TV until and I'm like, who is yeah. this fucking Archie Bunker <laughs> asshole? <laughs> 
Yeah, he wants Ryan to, like, get his fingers dirty. Well, that's and what that's, a real and, man's job is. And mm. poor Ryan doesn't defend himself, you no, know? he just he, lets it go. He just lets... But Zoe does. Yeah. Because, one, she doesn't understand those boundaries, but also, two, she... And uh, that's a hard one, because I don't even think it should be a boundary, because she's his friend. I think she should... Or his girlfriend. She should have that place to defend him. It's kind of hard when you first meet the parents, obviously, but that is her boyfriend. Yeah. Right? Where's that line or where's that place? But also she doesn't understand that that... Well, and she did it in a very good way. Now, luckily, because she's a demon, they (laughs) went with the story of she is Swedish. She's she's from Sweden and he met her backpacking. (laughs) And so she's she's foreign. So she's a little weird, right? And hippie dippy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Her her parents Parents. raised her... (laughs) on a a a hippie commune away from technology so if she doesn't understand something that's why yeah so they've built in an excuse for why she's a little awkward about some things and she but she did it really well because she just was like what do you mean he doesn't have a real job i think he has a job they pay him with money and and he 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 is well remunerated for the work that he does and you know she just lists all the things that basically define the job yeah Mm-hmm. And and dad just kind of changes the subject. He's like, oh, and moves on. And and I mean, she didn't yell at him and go, how dare you insult your son like that? Because that, that's not going to go well. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, too yeah. confrontational. So instead, she did it in a very, used her oddballness and was like, <laughs> I'm sorry if I misunderstand it, but I was under the impression that this is a job. Is this is this not how jobs work? In what right. way is this not a job? You know? yeah. <laughs> I just loved that. That was a good scene. It is. It's super great. I love the dynamic between them two. And I, I even love Ryan's sister, Emily. Oh, Emily's fantastic. She's an influencer, an Instagram influencer, which is, you know, I guess also a job. But it's a, one of those jobs where you're like, is that a real job? Well, that's the other thing. Like, the dad didn't say anything to Emily. No. Right? About her not having. She actually doesn't make any money. She doesn't have a job. She quit Well, she does, make, she does make money. But she is going back to school in the end. Yes. She's going back. But she didn't, ma- she didn't make a lot of money, did she? No, I don't think a lot, but it, she had sponsors. Okay. They said so. I don't know how any of that shit works. I there's no way in hell <laughs> I could hustle enough. Hell, we no. don't even have a fucking sponsor for this <laughs> podcast, and we've been doing it for four fucking years. I couldn't even begin to try to hustle my way into being an influencer. <laughs> it's so much work. I'm like, do you know that jobs aren't that hard? You know. <laughs> Actually, there's a lots of companies right now that are having a hard time hiring people. They really want people to work for them. It turns out jobs are actually kind of easy compared to what yeah. that – like, to me, it's – obviously, to them, they get their freedom. They do – you know, they sure. work on their own schedule. But I just think it looks like way more work, whereas I just go to an office and do stuff for 10 hours and then someone pays me. <laughs> Maybe that group of people that are in the influencer faction – <laughs> will eventually change how healthcare works in this country. They were like, look, we've got 80% of our country are influencers. They need healthcare. Let's just make it free for everybody. And <laughs> they've changed something else. There you go. That's what I'm voting for. Hey, if they do this better <laughs> shit, I'm voting for everything. Like I, don't I care. will pay them. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, 
do it. Make life better, please. Yeah. I mean, I do think, I mean, this, okay, it's totally side note and we shouldn't no. do it. But <laughs> on a personal belief, I think the whole influencer culture is really negative I socially agree. because it's, fa- it, it, it's, it's holding up fake lifestyle as a real attainable lifestyle for people. I mean, that's not even their life. Like, they have to admit a lot of the times, like, you know it's all fake it's the, placated it's doctored, and it's all it's, the photos are doctored the photos are this that but it's holding it up as if this is my life and i attain this easily and you should mm-hmm. too and it just makes people i think ugh, it's just especially for women it's just constantly being told like oh i'm not doing enough i'm not pretty enough i don't own the mm-hmm. right clothes i don't use the right makeup oh i need the diet pill i need that toner i need it's just too much and i, I so i do not love it yeah no <laughs> i hear you it perpetuates that society of pressure that we are trying to fight against and yeah and they're so. they're still winning strong with it and it, uh, it sucks but far be it for me to tell anyone what to do <laughs> for a job do it i just don't have to like it and i won't that's follow true it. i don't know that i follow a single influencer on any social media honestly i don't even know really i couldn't even find one if i tried. I mostly followed puppies on instagram <laughs> and i don't know if they're influencers or not they might be i follow craft people like who make crafts because i'm a crafter and we follow other podcasters and authors. I do follow a lot of authors and, and podcasters, but I don't think that makes them influencers. No, I, I don't. I that mean... just makes them authors <laughs> that have uh, Instagram pages. Yeah. But anyway, Ugh, so that's a whole side note. But yes, Emily's a fantastic character and she and Zoe get along really well and, and she's like, yeah, he doesn't think, you know, Ryan doesn't think a lot of himself and that's part of his problem and he needs to think he needs better. And so Zoe's yeah. constantly telling her, oh no, he's a very good man and he's, he's a great guy and mm-hmm. takes care of everyone else first and yeah so. she's super super straight up super honest with him here's something i was a little bit confused with in the beginning but this was one of this the first scene actually with zoe when she's in hell and she's talking to Matthias? something uh, yeah i don't know something her friend some other demon another some demon. other demon about sex I, for some reason, was under the impression that they didn't get any good sensation out of sex and they didn't understand why sex was such a thing on Earth or in the human world. I don't think so. No. Okay, because then as they were... I think what Zoe didn't get is that a lot of demons, when they get summoned, want sex with humans. And to Zoe, that just didn't make sense. I think more because she was already... She wasn't a very good demon. (laughs) She wasn't good at being a demon. She was too obsessed with Earth and, and human and and being humans and when she got summoned she just liked to talk to them and she right. just like kind of wanted to find out about their lives and what was going on whereas Matthias or whatever and the other demons when they got summoned they like to eat food and have sex yeah because those are things you don't really get in in hell and they also don't need to eat well they don't need to but they, they <laughs> so they take advantage of being summoned to demand food and demand fornication yes okay. so I think that's what that first scene was about maybe that's what it was because when they first have sex when they have their first sex scene which is fucking the best it's my favorite one out of the i think three that we got i I was thinking about that i was just like oh she seems like she's enjoying it and she really likes it and then she did for the other two Mm -hmm. as well so i was like okay i must have misunderstood that yeah she just didn't see why other demons would make it such a point where she's like i'd rather talk to humans and learn about them Mm -hmm. but she liked the way ryan looked so at the very beginning she's like well if you would like to fornicate i will fornicate (laughs) (laughs) and he's like nah i'm good 
he gives uh, her a laptop and and like teaches her like she already knows how to read and she but he's like this is the internet you can discover all sorts of stuff because she does she also doesn't sleep so no. when he's asleep she's just awake with his dog Molly and she just looks up different things and learns all of the you know updated stuff modern day stuff and discovers porn <laughs> And I can't she's remember like, the line. There are she two said. humans fornicating on the TV or on the on the computer, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, he, yeah." Like, she's and like, I don't even have to. Pay. It's free. Yes, that's what she's like. <laughs> like it's just the, free. It's so it's so great. I got to that line. I highlighted it. And then Actually, she said something about like, "There's so many more kinks than I knew about," or something <laughs> like that. Like some of this doesn't seem good. <laughs> it's so. She's it's just so. so good. And he's like, "Yeah, that's about ninety percent of the internet is porn." <laughs> he's just like um maybe don't go on those sites anymore i'm gonna pull up my notes because i think i might have done some stuff on here if i did oh i know i highlighted and made notes about shit because i had thoughts <laughs> throughout this book i mean there was shit to talk about i there are a lot of different topics so uh, the taboo on women's breasts i thought was a really interesting one she's like why why is that such a taboo breasts are breasts which we don't have to talk about, but amen, sister. And then... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to explain. She's like, but men don't have to cover. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I know. It doesn't... I, you know, what can I say? <laughs> she also mentions that a lot of people believe that their religious beliefs on Earth somehow protects them from the consequences oh, of yeah. how they act in their lives. And it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like hell and heaven in this, well, at least hell, because we don't really find out too much about heaven, but that it's just very straightforward. And if you yeah. if you harm or do bad, you know, things to other humans, you have to go to hell and experience <laughs> torture, kind of similar to the things that you've done for the same amount of time that you cause pain. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, like a, it's a balancing you know, if you're vengeful in life, you'll have to go to hell and experience vengeance yeah. against you in death for yep. X amount of time. But it's not a life, it's not like an infinite sentence. Like I right. said, once you've paid your debts, you then are allowed to go off and pass on, mm-hmm. no longer exist, or you can choose to become a demon. And then you get to, it sounds kind of like de- like it's just a bureaucracy. I, I, was, I was envisioning a lot <laughs> Crowley from Supernatural, like the way he <laughs> runs hell. Yeah. I was like, oh, this I is this is that. Crowley's hell. That's awesome. It's just like they go to like business meetings and she's like, well, my division that punishes cheating spouses is up 12% in, it's just you a know, big like <laughs> corporation. It's just, yeah. Hell conglomerate. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Yeah. It was. God, that first sex scene was really good. It, it's damn right <laughs> well especially because we had been like by that point you're like god damn it i know they're gonna have sex so come on <laughs> so well he'd been final- waiting for it for a yeah. while and he he saw wade was at his cousin's wedding at um i keep wanting to call him jake ryan's wedding no ryan's, ryan's no i'm sorry <laughs> ryan's cousin's wedding right to ward off the crazy mother-in-law but he's like, why don't you just tell her then that just you're into her, just just go for it. And so they're having a dance, and he kisses her, <laughs> and Emily comes by. She's dancing with their mom, and she goes, "Get a room." <laughs> and then Zoe goes, "Is that an option? <laughs> Do they have rooms here <laughs> yeah. for su- for such acts <laughs> during a wedding?" <laughs> oh, and she eats sweets the whole oh, time. God. She just eats ice cream all the time. <laughs> 
she hates like coffee, coffee she hates and beer because it's too bitter. It doesn't taste good. She's like, why do you ingest things that don't taste good? Because yeah. he's like, oh, it's an acquired taste. It gets better over time. She's like, but why would you keep drinking something that tastes <laughs> bad to start with? Yes. <laughs> and it's so hard to explain shit to demons because yeah. you're like, yeah, I know that's a good point. But I can't tell you why humans do this shit. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, but she doesn't need caffeine to function. So no, because she... she'll never understand that well, until she that, yeah. becomes a human. Then maybe. Yeah. Well, and I, I also thought, well, I wanted Ryan to, well, he did he did tell her when she became human that she had to start eating healthier because she couldn't just eat yeah. sugar. It would, <laughs> it, it would ruin her. But so she discovers hot chocolate. So every time they go out, she's drinking hot chocolate and he's drinking coffee. And I'm like, have you explained to her the vast calorie difference? <laughs> Between, yeah, between, between the a two. coffee and a hot chocolate. Because that, I mean, yes, hot chocolate's fucking delicious. You can't drink it every day. No, you will get don't. diabetes and die. <laughs> 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 like, it just will happen. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think he did. He didn't with that specific drink, but he did explain to her that you're going to need to eat protein and vegetables. Because yes. she, she discovered she loved cheese. So she was eating cheese and uh-huh. desserts. And that was it. Yep. Mac and cheese, pizza, desserts. Yep. Those were her thing, And I was like, yeah, you're going to get fat and die. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's going to happen once you become human if you don't learn to curb this. <laughs> what she tried to do when she went off on her own for a while. Yeah. After she, after he, be- after she became human and their 50 days was over. And yeah. So uh, the sex is super good in this, especially the one in the hotel. God, that was so sexy. He is super sexy. And, uh, you know, they, they, they do, this is at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. This is at the, the wedding. After the reception. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Did you want to talk about the details of it or just say, go read it? Cause it's fucking. Good. I just think they need to be read. I think they were fantastic. I mean, as a woman who only lived a relatively short life in the, you know, 800s mm-hmm. or whenever, 900s. Sweden, uh, obviously her sex, uh, you know, and, and her husband was a cheater and, you know, like, it just, it wasn't what she had wanted. She remembered that sex existed and she thought it was okay, but she just didn't have a lot of positive associations with it because it, you know, because of her husband. And so this first scene is very, it's very good because... You know, she's watched porn now, so she's seen a lot. Yes, she's watched a lot of porn. (laughs) She's basically, one of her strengths is she's a fantastic researcher. Anytime she needs information about something, now that he's shown her the internet, she just looks up seven articles about what to wear on a date with your boyfriend. Yep, or how to act with the mother-in-law. or how to impress your boyfriend's (laughs) parents on the first date. Like, I mean, she finds the articles and she reads them and she memorizes the tips and she does them. So, Mm -hmm. one, the fact that she's already found porn, she's definitely seen what is a possibility and she's like well all right but still it's really cute and sweet because they're they're undressing and he's got her laying down on the bed and he's kissing her down her body and then he's like may i and he looks yeah gestures you know towards her Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. crotch because he's gonna he wants to go down on her and she's like oh yes please (laughs) 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 like she hadn't even thought of it she's like oh yes let's do that yes please It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. And she ends up giving him, not in this scene, I don't think, she gives him a blowjob. And she does get to write him in a different scene. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know this one. This one's good. Oh, this one's (laughs) really good. She (laughs) really liked that one. Oh, yeah. And she kept telling him, you are a very skilled lover. (laughs) Yes. 
She's so fun. She is fun. Oh, I love her. I love her. She's super it's fun. It's a great one. Well, I, there are a lot of, actually, Rhiannon actually goes through a lot of different social issues in this book. She touches on a lot of things. But let's do our kiss and tell and talk about okay. this specific one. Okay. So Ryan goes through a lot of issues with understanding his self-worth and he's because he's just such a nice guy. So he's always putting other people in front of him, his ex-fiance and his best friend and uh, business partners and the people that he does business with and yep. and, he, and he never puts himself first and and it, it could be because he thinks that's either just selfish or or what it well, is but he has he has an internal monologue mm-hmm. that tells him he is not worthy yes he isn't worthy of being loved obviously marina was going to leave him because she deserved better than him he was never mm. good enough for her yep obviously zoe can't love him he's not deserving of love so no way she could love him so that's why she left none of the stuff she said about demons can't love that's crazy he's not worth it so obviously you know that's a not unusual voice for people to have it's a very common mon- inner monologue that your negative thoughts really just coming at you and convincing you that the situation is worse than you even you thought and you're not good enough so he's he struggles with that that's his self-esteem problem and towards the end of the book after zoe leaves she said all of these things about him he like eventually emily comes over and she's like no dude if she says she can't love you i don't get that she does love you she just is confused and she knew how wonderful you were right from the beginning one of emily and zoe's first conversations was about how nice and and he was a nice guy he's a righteous guy she uses righteous a lot which i think you have is like a different de- I think a different definition makes that word make more sense to me I always just think of holier than thou preachers as being righteous and I think <laughs> it was not meant that way in this book I think it was meant as an actual like good guy <laughs> but anyway and and it could have meant something different to Zoe because 1100 years ago righteous it could have it might even mean different... something different in Australia than yeah, we're used absolutely. to I'm not sure but I mm-hmm. that word was kind of hard to get around because I was like righteous people are awful but anyway <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but so Emily's like, no, she's going to, she's going to realize what's going on. She's going to come back, but you need to not tell yourself these negative things. Like this mm-hmm. isn't going to help you. You need to be ready for her and better for her. And so he starts, you know, he has this little mopey day, but then he gets up and he goes to the mirror and he looks at himself in the you know mirror and he goes, I am worthy of being loved. And, you know, he talks about how awkward that is to say out loud to yourself yeah. and how even saying it, his uh, brain goes, oh, no, no, and cringes away from it. And But he keeps doing it and he keeps repeating it to himself. And, you know, after, you know, five or six times, he starts to feel better and he does it a couple of days in a row and he just keeps doing it because it's too easy to listen to the negative voice in your head and you have to do something to quiet it. And even though all these people in his life love him and think he's the best, nicest man and everyone would be uh, like lucky to be in a relationship with him, it doesn't matter if your inner story is, I suck. Right. It (laughs) doesn't. A thousand people could tell you you're the best. But if the inner story is, I suck, you're never going to listen to those other. They're going to, tw- that, that inner monologue twists their story or twists their tale to be like, well, mm-hmm. they don't really know me. They, He would say about Zoe, well, she just doesn't know any humans. So she thinks I'm a good guy, but she doesn't know any humans. You know, she's, a, you know, what does she know? She's a demon. 
Yeah, his mind is finding an excuse to not accept that fact about himself. Exactly. So we wanted to talk about affirmations and Mm self-affirmations and things that we do for ourselves to help combat some of those negative thoughts that I think are very common and everyone has. Yeah, I definitely, I have those. I don't really have them specifically as far as relationships and self-worth go. I I do have a lot of self-confidence issues when it comes to my professional life, I think, especially when it comes to like my job. I have a really hard time speaking in front of lots of people, lots of meetings. And um, if I'm doing a webinar or something, I want to be in the background. I want to do all of the tech stuff, sort of like I do here. Podcasting is <laughs> so easy because we're not on the camera. We're not performing in front of people, you know. Mm-hmm. If I have to perform as someone else, I can do it. I, I, I danced all the time. I was in plays. I, I sang. I used to sing a cappella and in a group and choir I was in the band like I did all that kind of stuff I could perform but I was in a sense sort of being someone else but if it's myself I don't have that self-confidence so if it's before a big meeting or something like that I really do have to psych myself up for it I don't have an affirmation that I say to myself I just most of the time uh, I'll talk to Dan about it and he's like baby you can do it and I'm like well I mean really I have to do it. it's my job <laughs> In the end, I do it. And in the end, I do it well. Like, I think it's the last Mm -hmm. webinar we did, we did just fine. And the one before that, I spoke very tiny bit because my boss asked me to. And I was not confident in that at all. And I was sweating bullets. And I don't like to be kicked out of my comfort zone for that. So I do talk with myself for a couple of days before that. And I don't think I back off from it. I just always doubt how well I'm going to do. So I will have a lot of self-doubt. And I have... That And I know we've talked about this before, but I have that imposter syndrome type of thing, especially with my job, because I feel like I don't know as much as everybody else in my whole organization about the work that we actually do. Mm -hmm. So I doubt myself all the time. And that's the main reason why I don't talk at all in any of the meetings. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually just been nominated to become a co... Oh, what are they called? I think co-president or co leader of some sort of the diversity group that's Mm -hmm. in our organization. Nice. Because they think that I have really good ideas and I don't even talk my ideas out in the open. I, I chat them to the Mm co-chair. That's what they're called because I don't want to speak in public. (laughs) But the co-chair is like, Selena has this really good idea. And then, (laughs) but I never talk. I don't ever say anything. So uh, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Well, yeah, just keep working on it. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself that you can do it, and you can. You yeah. Can, you can change it. Yeah. So I have always in my life found these affirmations and kind of things uncomfortable and superfluous. I'm like, oh, I already know that. Obviously, I'm yeah. fine. Because that's a good also story that your mind tells you that you don't need help because you already know everything. And so, therefore, what's the point of self-help or any of that bullshit? Right. Because uh, you're too smart for that. Or, <laughs> I tell myself that, right? So, um, but with... See, and I'm the opposite. I think I'm not smart enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's not my problem. I don't, I, I don't, I don't suffer from that. Sorry. <laughs> but I think I am probably too smart for my own good most of the time. <laughs> but so with uh, what happened, you know, what happened with Patrick and I and, and the end of that relationship in... In May, I just realized, I was like, oh, this is going to suck to get through. Yeah. And I probably needed something um, external to my own brain because my brain's not going to do me any favors right now. So I found this affirmation that I do use. I have been using now for a couple of months online. And I really wish I could tell you guys where I found it. 
<laughs> but I can't. Um, I'm actually almost 100% sure it's just an image I found on Pinterest <laughs> and that it doesn't have a source. And if I find one, I will absolutely. I, I mean, I can put the image up on Friday anyway, if I remember to do that. <laughs> But I really do want to share it with you and I'm going to I'm going to read it. It's called a be happy with yourself spell. And the instructions are to repeat this affirmation while standing in front of a mirror. So I have it hanging up on my wall right by my mirror. And I just read it to myself every day. And this is this is what it is. You know what? I like myself. I trust myself. I know myself. I know what I want. I know what I need. I know what I have. I know what I know. I mean well, I try hard, I do good, I help, I heal, I hear, I love, I feel, I fall down, I stand up, I strive, I survive, I flourish, I thrive. That's awesome. So, yes. God, I thought I could talk more about this, but I can't. No, this is, this is good. So you say this out loud every morning. Out loud in the evenings. In the evenings. I, you know, I get up at five in the morning. I don't really have time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's big. That's amazing. I've known so, you for 20 years. And yeah. to just to even think of you doing something like that is huge. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's hard to do. It is. Because like, even like in the book, like Ryan struggles with, it's embarrassing. And there's nobody around. So why am I embarrassed? Like literally... I don't even think my dog's in the room when I do it. <laughs> he might be, but he's probably in his closet, not paying attention to me anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like there's no one to be embarrassed of. Like, there's the why does that feeling come up? Right. It doesn't make any sense, but it does. And so you're just, you're, it's all of those, it's like social conditioning. It's these mm-hmm. internal monologues that tell you you're, you know, not worth it. And you have to fight those. And like, this is yes. just the way that I've discovered lately to kind of like change, try and change that narrative. Yes. And and you're doing it the right way. You're the only one that can do that and force yeah. that within yourself. You know, it may be, and this is, it's not even a suggestion, but I, it may be embarrassing, not because you're standing in front of a mirror by yourself saying words to yourself you're like i could say this in my head and it's different when you say it out loud right? oh yeah, yeah. it's a hundred percent different out loud but it's also the act of doing it i'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have a mantra that they should probably be saying every single day to get them through the day you know affirmations like this that don't because they don't feel like they need it so to have that recognition in yourself to know that within yourself that you need this that this is going to help you get through the day or whatever challenges are you're facing at whatever point in your life is big in and itself, especially for someone who knows a lot. <laughs> you know what I, I meant? Yeah, no, exactly. And you, it is. And you know yourself. Like, I think that's probably what yeah. it is for you in that sense. It's like, why do I need this? I know everything. You already said it. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't pos- I can possibly do this, but not even being able to get through it verbally right now shows that I do need it. It is that hard. That and you, you are, I think you're not good at making yourself vulnerable, which is, you know, I know that within our relationship, mine and yours, you know, and that is super hard too. And that's big. That's so big because you could face that on your own by yourself. But to do that with a friend or with a partner, whatever is huge too. Honestly, that's, 
I'm actually really, I'm really happy you shared that with me. I know you just shared it with, you know, 500 <laughs> other people as well, but I got to see you say it and I got to hear it first. So I win. Yeah. So, but it's beautiful. And I, I do think you should share it. I think that's a really good one to share. Yes. And I, I like I said, I mean, I think it might just be, maybe it might be old and maybe there isn't uh, anyone to attribute it to. Yeah. But um, it might not be. I'll try to find it. Maybe if I can find a source, because I really want to share who it came from. But like I said, I'm pretty positive it just showed up in my Pinterest. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I pinned it and then I printed it. Yeah. And put it on my wall because I was like, I should probably uh, do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get it up on our fun fact, Friday fun fact, if you get it up, maybe we'll get someone out there that actually knows where it comes from and they can let us know. Absolutely. That'd be good if yeah. I can't find it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so that's, you know, and I think that the story here and what Ryan kind of shows mm-hmm. is just, it's so important. It is. And, and we sort just... of brought that up a little bit. I don't remember when. A couple of episodes ago about how finding your self-worth is important and loving yourself before that, taking care of yourself to an extent, because you did bring up another good point about it. But well, I think this actually kind of clear, like this shows it really well, because it took both things, Mm -hmm. you know, it took someone loving him the way Zoe loved him, because Marina didn't give this to him. Marina no. didn't love him. She she just, she thought he was the right one. And then somebody richer came along and she's like, no, that dude's the right one. You yeah. Know, like she obviously has other things going on. Right. So she didn't truly. And even Emily mentions that Marina was always putting him down and making him feel bad. So, yeah. So that's part of the problem. But, but once he found someone who truly loved him, like even when she left, Zoe still loved him. That was an act of love. But yeah. She loved him. She pretty much, I think, loved him the whole time. She slowly fell in love with him or kind of from the beginning. She did. Yeah. And she loved him enough to just be fully honest and like tell him how wonderful he is. And he couldn't hear it at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. he got weird every time she complimented him, he'd be all weird and, and you know, he wouldn't take the compliments well. And she could see that, but she kept telling him. So it takes that. And then, you know, once he heard it again from his sister, and then he could start working on it himself. So it, it usually takes, I mean, I think it can go either way. There's no right way or wrong way to start down this path. But just doing it alone is hard. But doing it in a relationship is helpful. Like if you have someone who really truly supports and loves you, mm-hmm. but you still have to do a lot of the work yourself. Like even yes. when you're in a relationship, and even if like you have somebody, that's still an internal thing. It, it can't all only be external. Like it's going right. to come from both you and from the people in your life who love you who can yes. tell you and reaffirm for you those truths that the, yeah. that the negative voice in your head is not true don't listen to it it's a piece <laughs> of shit <laughs> it is a piece of shit and if you're willing to accept the like in your case if you're willing to accept the fact that you do know and you're very smart because you are then you should also accept the fact that you do deserve to be loved and you are worth it it's the same thing yes yeah well that was good yes. all right so yeah Okay. Um. So I think you were just gonna share that's that right piece for no 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 you were no, gonna no. share something else. I'm for gonna. Them. I have another thing for fun fuck facts. Yeah. It's kind of similar lines, and it'll be fun because it's not a full article. It's just a cartoon. It's an um, it's an e cartoon from theoatmeal.com, which most people have heard of the oatmeal. It's one of the <laughs> best online cartoons there is, and his one of his most recent cartoons is 
why it breaks our brain to take a compliment. And so just like Ryan, who's like, every time Zoe compliments him in the beginning, he's all like, gets kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, no, whatever, you know. And I'm not going to, like, I can't read it all. It's a cartoon. It's cute. And you got to go read it. And, you know, again, hopefully I put it up. But if not, look at (laughs) theoatmeal.com and look for why it breaks your brain to take a compliment. But the basic story is it's the same thing we've been talking about. Your inner monologue is saying, I'm total crap. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so this person just doesn't understand and they don't know what they're saying. So you have like something in your brain that says, I suck. And somebody outside saying, you're great. Yeah. And the brain goes, well, those both can't be true. So instead it makes a new thought. And the new thought is something along that person's lying to manipulate me or Mm -hmm. they just don't realize how shitty I am yet. Right. So that's why we're bad at taking compliments so that, you know, a lot of times you're just like, oh, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about, you know, like, oh, you kind of shrug it off because it's hard to take a compliment because your inner monologue is going, but I suck. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. So it just kind of, and then it gets to, at the end, kind of like ways to try and help you get around Mm -hmm. that and try to like work on your brain and make it easier to accept a compliment because you should take them. You know, people are telling you the the truth. They're trying to, you know, be nice. So, yeah. So it's a good article. And yeah, it's just on, it's on the oatmeal. You guys can all find the oatmeal and it's super (laughs) funny and it has these funny people. And that's good. That's good. That's another important. And I think a lot of people may think that they can't accept a compliment because they, then they would seem come off as vain or, conceited and be like yeah i know you know or whatever but i think we need to accept that there's a difference between that too and it's okay for us to say thank you i do feel like i was really good at that or i am strong in that or yeah or whatever so yeah i mean it's you know yeah it can definitely be hard but you know you're you can do it you're worth it you can do it (laughs) all right so do you want to read the book yeah let's do this so we always do sex and then book. So we do. are you ready? Uh, I think so. Okay. After three. One, two, three. Nine, seven. And seven. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved this book. It actually had me crying in some parts. I teared up pretty good. And it was oh. all, it was really all of the denial that fucking Zoe was having. Because she oh. was having self-doubt within herself. Like, she's telling... She's telling uh, Ryan that he's worth this and he's great at that and he's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But she didn't see it in herself either, so, you know, because she's good herself, even though. But she kept thinking, I'm a demon. I'm not capable of this. I'm not capable of good or love. But she totally was. Yeah. And so having that self-doubt within herself while she's preaching to Ryan about believing in himself was really hard. I, I loved all of the underlying messages that were coming out from underneath these and that fucking uh, all of the love scenes were great but that first one in the hotel it got me good it was sexy it is it's a good book i really do like it it's my favorite subgenre, i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah it is yeah <laughs> of of romances i just love these fake dating stories and it's fun it's funny it's cute like the side characters are great there's this whole crew of people at the dog park and all their dogs yeah and they're fun to meet <laughs> the dog is actually we barely spoke about his dog 
but she's a huge character and she's, you know, in it and Wade yeah. keeps popping in and out and he's fun. And yeah, it's a it's a really good book and I strongly recommend it. And, yeah. you know, I was just so happy to find it. I was like, yeah, this is I good. can't wait to get into the other two. They sound fun, too. Oh, yeah. But look, guys, we're booked. We have so much shit happening. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. A lot. A lot of oh stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And it's getting closer to the holidays for us, not for you guys quite yet, but for us. Wait, yeah. No, for no. them, for them, it's ho- almost the holidays. For us, it's not yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's it's the opposite of what I just said. I'll be like, it's, hold on, that doesn't make any it sense. Is, it is. How could this because episode this book, could have come out this two months ago? This episode is like the beginning of October, so. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So just imagine how busy are we are right now. Okay, so for our next book, we are going to read Cursed by Night by Jada Storm and Emma Stark, narrated by Kate Morrison and Adam Gold. So I think that was a reverse harem, you said? Yeah, it's a reverse harem. We don't know what they are. There's some kind of... Mike, sounds like vampy to me. It sounds vampy too, but it looks dragony on the cover, so it's hard oh. to say. <laughs> Okay. Well, that'd be cool. It's hard to say, but we're excited. It's magic and wings and fangs and hot men and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. reverse harem. So, yay. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I think you did say the fangs in the description. I think they are dragons. Yeah. So, she's surrounded by four winged, fanged, ridiculously hot guys who are definitely not human. That's all we know from the blurb. The blurb. Anyway. Dragons, my friends. Well, maybe. We're not sure. Look, we'll find out. Join we'll us out. next yeah. time. Read the book with us and then you'll know <laughs> when we know. <laughs> what the hell? Come on, guys. That's what this podcast you is all know about. This. Why do we have to say it every time? Every time. <laughs> anyway, so definitely come back next episode. And in the meantime, we would love to hear from you on any of our social media. You know, tell, tell us what affirmations you share with yourself. Mm. That would be a fun thing to hear from people, uh, you know, and if my crying makes you uncomfortable, I'll try to stop. Uh, <laughs> Fuck them. So uh, it is sh- Dirty Books on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sometimes TikTok, or just email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is sh- with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. And if you guys can go to the places that you're able to rate, review, and subscribe, we would love that. And with that, we're going to say goodnight. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selat. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.